This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tabitha Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Glamour Radio. Um, I'm here with Katie Maloney Schwartz. Hi. Hi. Uh, Vanderpump Rules and so much more. Um, I kind of want to welcome you because we talked a year ago before you got married, over a year ago. Almost two years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And at that time, you were planning your wedding. You just got engaged, and it's so much has happened between now and then. Um, so welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> I kind of, uh, you know, don't want to talk too much about Vanderpump Rules today. How's that sound? <laughs> I talk about Vanderpump Rules all the time. Well, so was, that's okay with me. Yeah. Well, I was telling you that, you know, I just, I, I, I interview a lot of really amazing people that are on these shows. And sometimes during my interviews with them, I realize there's so much more to them than what you see on the show. Um, don't you agree? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we are humans and we, you know, we're like onions. We have layers. Yeah. We have other stuff going on. But it's been six seasons, though. Yeah. I can't believe it's been six seasons. I, I know. It, sometimes it feels like, oh, my gosh, season one feels like yesterday. But then also it feels like a lifetime. How have you changed in those six seasons? Oh, I mean, personally. I haven't changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the show, you know, the show changing me, you know, obviously, um, friendships have changed yeah. and dynamics change and people fall apart and come back together. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the obvious changes, but you know, personally I was going through my own personal, you know, yeah. issues of, of self love and acceptance right. and confidence. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today yeah. because, um, it's that, that I find very interesting and inspirational mm-hmm. and fascinating about you. Um, I think that, uh, I remember season one, this is just me as somebody watching you kind of, you were the solid friend. But then you kind of came into your own um, over the time that you were filming. And right. that was that was probably that self-love that was starting to take effect, right? Um, possibly. At the time, you know, I, I wasn't completely aware mm-hmm. of, of what was going on mm-hmm. on a mental or emotional level. But... Um, it's just as as rela- or friendships relationships progress, you um, grow within them, and I think just asserting myself mm-hmm. a little more with my friends and and not being taken advantage of, having a voice, exactly, yeah, and yeah. Not, not being taken advantage of. You said you were going through a lot at the time when the first season kind of came around. Can you tell us what you were going through? I know you talked a little bit about what happened about my accident. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, um, so. In 2009, November of 2009, I um, was at a friend's house, and we were, it was just a chill night, drinking wine, playing Monopoly, and we went on the roof, and I sat on a skylight, 
um, in hindsight, it's, I mean, it sounds like the dumbest idea, but yeah. it was a huge skylight. I, I wasn't some like 300 pound person. I thought yeah. it could hold me, but it ended up breaking and I fell and I got hurt really badly. I broke my shoulder, ribs, uh, my jaw. jaw. I lost teeth. And, and I. the scariest part was I had a brain injury. Mm-hmm. And, a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Um, and so for a long time, I just was focused on healing, obviously, mm-hmm. and trying to have a positive attitude. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I you know, went back to my life every day uh, that I started to notice and feel that I just wasn't the person that I was anymore and mm-hmm. not understanding how, you know, brain injuries have an effect um, on someone's personality. Yeah, they do. And and so trying to just maintain as I thought I was and, and not really being that person, it just, it was a lot of confusion. I had a lot of, uh, you know, survivor's guilt mm-hmm. and just, I didn't understand why I was, I didn't ever nothing in my life had ever happened like that mm-hmm. so not understanding trauma and like you know <laughs> PTSD yeah. and mm-hmm. and bouts of you know depression that came with that mm-hmm. so it was it was confusing and I was just trying to work through it on my own I didn't want to you know alarm my friends and family because yeah. I you know they had been worried about me for months uh, just with what had happened and I didn't want to you know make them think like oh are you okay today right what's going and on and you didn't necessarily want all that attention when you're trying to figure out yourself exactly and it sounds like what you were trying to do is pretend to be the person that you were before so that everybody around you wasn't alarmed yeah and it was confusing for you because you realized that's not who you are anymore right and and it's it wasn't that it wasn't me anymore but there had been some changes mm-hmm. that I couldn't you know, ignore, pretend that weren't there. Mm-hmm. And so just trying to figure out how to get back to that person mm-hmm. or, or feel like myself again, but also, you know, embrace mm-hmm. what I had gone through and embrace the fact that, you know, I have a better, you know, deeper appreciation of, of yeah. life and, and whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. You appreciate it because, um, you almost didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And, and at that age I was, you know, 23, 24, mm-hmm. that's a pretty, crazy thing to to come to terms with you know your own mortality you think that i'm young and i have my whole life yeah. and the, the world is you my oyster indestructible. It, yeah and and you realize that it's it's fragile and nothing tomorrow's not a guarantee no and um so the, yeah like my whole re- rewiring of of life and who i was changed yeah you know? did in many ways you feel like i'm i'm not sure but i feel like did you feel like you didn't um uh, your friends around you were worrying about things that you felt weren't that important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Not to diminish, yeah. Not to yeah. diminish what they were going through, but I'm sure you had a different set of issues that you were working through in a bigger picture. Yeah, and that that was really hard mm-hmm. to describe. Yeah, to someone felt like isolated maybe. Yeah, because I didn't want to be insensitive or callous, mm-hmm. obviously, and but no one else could relate to me in, on that. Yeah, and 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 understand that thought process that I had of just like, this is dumb, and Mm -hmm. I and I still catch myself (laughs) getting caught up in petty things, and I have to really pull myself (laughs) aside and think, this is this is not important. important. Don't subscribe to this, and it's hard because you know. Yeah, (laughs) but the thing that I find fascinating about that is that's some real test of your character and what you've been through and then you're thrust into one of the most popular Bravo TV shows where that kind of drama is 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 important to the show. 
uh, surviving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, there was a lot of. So how do you <laughs> manage that? It was a, it was a struggle of turning it on and turning it off, mm-hmm. and not trying to take it home with me and think about it when I go to sleep at night. Yeah, but it, it is difficult because it's so intense mm-hmm. when you're going through it. Yeah, that it's impossible to to just brush it off or let it just you know not affect you. Obviously, mm-hmm. now uh, from what you've said and what you talked about, a lot of your injuries, and I, I want to talk about this because I think it leads me into where we're talking about beauty and self confidence. Mm-hmm. A lot of your injuries were physical. Yeah. as well as the brain injury. You had trauma to your jaw, mm-hmm. and you have a scar because of that. Um, did that also add to your healing process, looking at yourself in the mirror and wondering if you're ever going to have get yourself back to where you were before? No. The 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 vanity mm-hmm. of it wasn't... Wasn't bothering me. Wasn't bothering me. I... You know, I could have gone to a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. to minimize the scar. Or, I think every scar or, has a story. You though. know, tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is like my badge of honor. This is, you know, I, I survived something, and this, mm-hmm. this is, yeah, this is what what shows it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it gives me character. You know, know, like I looked at Tina Fey. I'm like, she's got a scar on yeah. her face, and yeah. it's awesome. So, yeah. I, I wasn't. I'm concerned with bother you as much. No, mm-hmm. no, it was more just on a mental, emotional yeah. level. Yeah, and um, and so, f- so you're you're filming the show. It's becoming very successful, and then you met Tom after the accident. Yeah, yeah, and how how were you able to? Was that was it a challenge to kind of after you've been such a trauma, or was it easier to fall in love with somebody after that? Did you find yourself more vulnerable, less vulnerable? Um, Am I making you uncomfortable? No, no, I'm just I, like I, I haven't, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Uh, no, I. When I met Tom, mm-hmm. I had just had like a long bout of like failed bad dating yeah. relationship kind of thing with people. Yeah. So when I met him, I was more just like, ugh. Here. <laughs> I don't, I am not, I don't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't again. go through this oh, again with someone again. and get yeah. heartbroken or just have it not work out. Yeah. Um, but I, I did fall for him and mm-hmm. we took it slow. I mean, we were just kind of hanging out and spending time together and dating, but weren't putting any kind of labels or, mm-hmm. uh, restrictions on it. Um, and then eventually it just, you know, eventually got married. <laughs> the rest um, is history. But when you're filming with him on a show, that's another thing. Relationships on TV can yeah. be really tested. Um, um, yeah. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like I've had housewives in here. I've had other people. And then I see that the, that the, the TV aspect of it affects the personal. Have you guys managed to keep that out of your personal? Have we or how have, have you? Um, how have you? Yeah, I, I mean, when before the show started, I mean, there was so much, you know, about the unknown mm-hmm. that was scary and exciting. And mm-hmm. obviously, I was concerned about how it was going to affect our relationship. Yeah. But I was like, but this will test if we are strong and we really have that solid foundation, we will get through it. If mm-hmm. we if we don't, mm-hmm. then this might be the best thing that could happen for us because it just will It'll show us it. that. Yeah. So, I mean, we we try to, you know, remind ourselves that we know what's really going on with mm-hmm. us and not let the comments or what the yeah. media says about our relationship and and who we are we know each other and we, we, we you know we've that's been what's kept us together mm-hmm. is our testament to one yeah. another of, of communication has been on point well not uh, always not but, always but no. that was something that we learned to work on and now it's we have such 
solid communication and yeah. more respect for one another, mm-hmm. which should have already like always been there, but you know, it's hard. Sometimes. So two years ago when I interviewed you, you just gotten engaged, you were about to plan your wedding and you couldn't really share a lot. Now, you know, mm-hmm. weddings out there, you guys are married. Was that, was the wedding everything you imagined? Oh, and more. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember being at my wedding and mm-hmm. just looking around and just everyone was having the best time and, and you were having a good time. We were having such a brides don't know the brides, some of the weddings I've been to, the brides are just miserable because the song didn't play on cue. You know what yeah. I mean? And you had a good time. If, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I really, you know, I, I stressed more than enough before it because mm-hmm. I just wanted to, I'm like, if I plan everything and everything is good to go and we have a good, you know, uh, the, the coordinators at the event were so solid on point that once the day of the wedding came around, I'm like, there's nothing to, to, to about. stress about. And if something goes wrong, who cares? Who cares? It's not about being on a schedule and having things, you know, queued up to go perfectly. It, it, I, I don't sweat those things. That's good. Um, but I just, I wanted to enjoy my wedding because I know a lot of brides, yeah, they're stressed out. Yeah. And everyone's like, you know, you plan it and then it goes by so fast and you don't even get to enjoy it because you're just t- having to talk to everyone. And, you know, and I was like, I don't want that. And how did you choose <laughs> your bridesmaids? Um, I wanted the the women who were in my life and had been supportive of me and and my relationship with Tom and and I you know there I don't think there was a there was like a guideline to, mm-hmm. to how I chose it was mm-hmm. the people who were special and important in my life and I wanted to to stand up there with me yeah which was great and so. You also, and that's great to hear because I remember when we were talking about it, there wasn't a lot you could say. And I remember you and Stassi kind of had a friendship that you kind of started back up again. And everybody was wondering what she's going to be. Well, they all know she was there and, you know, and all that. So um, that's kind of cool to be able to talk to you about it again after the fact, (laughs) because that's sort of like for me, that was the last conversation I had with you about it. So after the fact, Um, you know, one of the cool (laughs) things that I thought that you do is that you do this amazing blog um, that you've started and it's all about beauty, pucker and out um uh what was your inspiration behind that um it's a really well done website thank you Mm -hmm. um yeah i have um my partner jennifer is amazing and Mm -hmm. she was very instrumental um in starting it because i wanted i wanted an outlet Mm -hmm. and something i could create and and be excited about and and she really in, encouraged me and she's like well you always have like the best like beauty tips and you know so much about makeup and how to do hair and and all of that so you should really do this mm-hmm. and so i was like well let's do it together because she also knows a lot about like the health and wellness yeah. aspect so, so i'm like team. yeah so us coming together will kind of make it more well-rounded and i wanted it to be approachable mm-hmm. for you know, have stuff for men and yeah. women of all ages, and and just I'm not a professional. I didn't go to school yeah. for it, so have I thought that would make it more approachable. Like, listen, I don't. But I think, but today, no one goes to school for. I mean, I obviously went to school for being a doctor, but I mean, like, if you know beauty and makeup and you're well educated on it, mm-hmm. you can make great content. Yeah, it's just I just soaked up all of that from the time I was, you know, young. Yeah. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, makeup is. In, in doing your hair is a fun way to express yourself mm-hmm. and it's artistic and yeah. it's not about you know the vanity yeah. and shallowness it's just about it's fun it's about and it makes you feel good how's that vein that's what i say uh, yeah if, sorry i feel really good when i'm wearing like a nice 
like red lipstick yeah and it, it boosts your confidence yeah. when you when you feel like you look good and that's why even with like men i'm like don't be ashamed to like wear put red on lipstick <laughs> <laughs> no but don't be ashamed to like put on like, some concealer like yeah. you shouldn't have to be ashamed because you got a pimple on your face it doesn't make you you know yeah feminine if you yeah. if you want to do that it's about taking pride in, in well yourself. most most women that i know their stuff is um like especially when they were coming into me for like creams and stuff like that at my office uh, a lot of times they say well my boyfriend uses all of this so i've got to buy more so it's you know <laughs> oh yeah my um, tom he he loves tom. he loves the uh he face creams and yet. the fa uh, the uh no, my husband yeah he, well yeah he loves like face masks yeah and <laughs> that's great there's nothing wrong with that yeah um you know one of the things about this particular season and past seasons is like and the reason I, I want to emphasize that you do have this great platform for beauty because you also have a good message that you're sending out about body confidence and things like that yeah because you've been the target of some pretty mean comments um, mm -hmm. and you handled it pretty well can you talk about what happened there um, yeah I mean it was it was hard because already not feeling totally sure of myself mm -hmm. and confident for reasons that I didn't really understand for a long time mm -hmm. You and think then, it was because of the accident that maybe some depression was there from that too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, yeah, I'm a woman and you know my some, bodies our bodies are made to change yeah. and we all fall into the whole you know stereotypes and what the standard is that the media puts out mm -hmm. and we put pressure on ourselves and mm -hmm. and I just think that is so I don't want to say it's unhealthy. I mean, it is unhealthy, but it, it happens, and it's so unfortunate, and mm -hmm. it's not fair that um, we as women are subjected to that and to comments. Like, it, it, it's, it shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. And I think I went through a, a struggle of, of not liking my body. Yes, I, I did gain weight. I, I didn't need people to tell me that I gained weight. You, I, I live inside this skin. Yeah. I know what's And what going people on. don't understand about women and our bodies and gaining weight, you already feel like crap about it. Mm -hmm. You already know. Yeah, it and was, you're not it was, happy. And then to have somebody else <laughs> point it out. Yeah, it, it was so it was publicly. hard. Like not my clothes didn't fit the same, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to get dressed in the morning, and I didn't like to get dressed because yeah. I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear, yeah. and, and I didn't like my body. I, I we've all been there. I really I didn't, mm -hmm. and and that was really toxic to myself mm -hmm. of not having a good relationship with you know my body because you know I I the, and that's when the comments that I got on social media really started to affect me because as much as I tried to ignore it and I'm like it, it doesn't matter they're just being trolls mm -hmm. it, it creeps into your psyche when you when you see and you read stuff about yourself nonstop it eventually is going to have an effect does, on you and, and I just I couldn't believe the things that people would say I'm like I never even asked you and why do you think it's okay yeah. it's never okay to talk about someone's weight and size they don't see you as human anymore no. and they see you no. as a target to make I mean listen I was on my show and I wore a white dress once and I was PMSing and I had this white dress on and then they needed me to put it on the next day because they needed to do something else with that same dress on and it was at the dry cleaners and it was still wet and I had to put on a wet white jersey dress okay you feel me and yeah. I was PMSing and I had to put a belt on so I had you know that whole puffy gutty thing going on that pooch and um, somebody saw it on TV and wrote to me on Twitter basically saying who do you think you are wearing a dress something really stupid like that and I always think to myself wow 
Who has time <laughs> to write those comments? If you're writing stuff like that, you're suffering from lack of self-love. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, why do we talk to each other that way? And finally, with your platform that you're on, with how many comments you must have been getting, it does start to affect you. Yeah. So what do you do? What do, you do? And it seems like it comes back to you. Like, I remember this happening before about, you know, your body. And then this happened this season with somebody saying something. It's like enough already, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard it all. I In... in what happened was eventually I was just like, I'm not happy mm -hmm. with my body mm -hmm. and already and then in seeing this and then I was just, you know, and that, and that affected my overall attitude mm -hmm. towards everyone when you don't, when you don't feel confidence mm -hmm. and when you're insecure, it, you, you yourself lash out the same mm -hmm. as people that come and write or, you know, comment yeah. on those things. And so I just was just, I, I was like, this, uh, this is enough, Katie. This is not yeah. you. Yeah. You've been trying so hard to get back to the person you were and, and whatever you're doing right now is, is holding you back. Mm -hmm. So I, I just had to like every one day at a time, just really learn to accept and love certain things that like, well, yeah, I like, I really like my butt. I really, you know, and just, and, and, and by over, the way, you're gorgeous. I don't know what he's freaking out over, <laughs> but over time. Yeah. I, I, I just had to start to love myself again. And, and it's just, you just chose. It's just a choice you made. You're like, was, I just need to stop. It's always a choice when it comes yeah. to your own attitude yeah. and how you want to live your life. And, and I was like, well, you know, I'm not happy with my body. Mm -hmm. And so being unhappy and insecure is not going to change that. So, do I just started? I'm like, well, just go work out, mm -hmm. and just that I liked. I, I like that lifestyle, and mm -hmm. it's not about I want to lose this much weight or I want you, you know. It's good. not about. It wasn't about like the goals. It was about just having a change of lifestyle yeah. and feeling better about myself every day, yeah. and not focusing on the scale or or any of that. Mm -hmm. And so I've just since become just more of a accepting person of myself what, what are you going to tell people girls specifically guys you know anyone about self-love about you know if they're being bullied by anyone mm -hmm. social media is a bitch these days but what if they just don't feel good what if somebody is in a position and they just are so they've lost hope and they have despair and they're just unhappy with themselves um is what it, kind of guidance would you i give think them? it's just one day at a time mm -hmm. and doing something for yourself that makes you feel good and it could be just like why don't you go get like your hair blown out so yeah. you feel like oh like it, it, those little things i mean i know it it sounds vain or whatever but it makes you feel better go to the gym i always feel better after i go to the gym mm -hmm. and and just realize that this is a relationship with yourself that needs nurturing mm -hmm. so just doing things day at a time mm -hmm. that make you feel better about yourself mm -hmm. um I, 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 I think that's the best I can say. I mean, just do something, whether it's something really, really small, just to kind of start to edge yourself out of a negative. Yeah, mindset. and focus on the things that you do like about yourself. So, so when you have that state of mind, there's a lot of negative self-talk. There yeah. just is, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, it's so funny. My mom once, I, I, you know, I was, you know, when you go through that stage in your life where you start to get grumpy and whatever. And mm -hmm. my mom said to me, you know, because I would say things to myself, like all girls do, like, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. And my mom said to me, she's like, would you let your friend talk to you the same way you talk to yourself? And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I had a friend <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I had a friend use some like tough love on me because, yeah. you know, she's she's always been like very honest with me. And, and there was one time we were shopping and we were trying stuff on and I was so bummed because mm -hmm. nothing was fitting me. And I was like mm -hmm. having to go get bigger sizes. And I was like, this is I hate this. I hate my body. And she was like, Katie, 
mm-hmm. stop yeah. complaining. Like if you're not happy, then change it. Yeah. You're the only one yeah. that, you're the only one with the power to, to change that and change your attitude mm-hmm. and feel better. If you mm-hmm. don't like it, you got it. And I was like, <gasps> at first I was like, yeah. oh, I'm like obviously upset right now. But then I was like, she's right. Yeah. I, this, this, no one's going to make this better for myself except for myself. Mm-hmm. So I need to knock off this negative attitude and start thinking positively. Mm-hmm. So what, what is one thing that I'm like, okay, I have great eyebrows. You so have I great would, eyebrows. I, you know, and then from from there now I'm just you like have perfect I love it eyebrows. all. Yeah, and your hair. I mean, I mean, like I'm looking at like the the eyebrows, the hair, the lash. You got that. So you've got that covered. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great step. Think about something on yourself that you you really admire. Just one thing at a time, mm-hmm. one day at a time, and eventually you will. They'll just love it again. You'll spring into action. There's yeah. going to be ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I still have bad days where I'm just like. Ugh. Yeah. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. But but just a bad moment and a bad day is okay. But don't, How has yeah. Tom supported you throughout all this? Because, you know, I haven't met him, but mm-hmm. he just seems like he's just crazy about you and will do anything to make sure you're um, okay. For a long time, even though he knew about my accident, I don't, he didn't understand really until more recently the extent of, of how I was left on a, a mental level and how that affected my personality and my own, you know, relationship with him and everyone else and as well as myself. Like he didn't understand and he actually started researching like, you know, brain injuries yeah. and how they do affect someone's mental state and their personality. Did so. he not understand because you never really talked to him about it? Because sometimes yeah. it's hard to talk about things. Yeah, I mean I told to talk about it all the time, like what happened, but it wasn't until recently that I became vocal about really how I felt Mm -hmm. and and because I I didn't understand it Mm -hmm. and it didn't I didn't um have a lot of time to reflect Mm -hmm. and be totally honest with myself Mm -hmm. and again not wanting to sound like throwing myself a pity party or have people be like oh like yeah so it wasn't until I had a a great understanding and I had come to terms on my own and my own self acceptance that I was able to freely talk about it and be open sometimes you have to heal yourself before you let people in exactly yeah Yeah. you really do um what kind of brain injury was it a subdural hematoma okay so that is blood um this is my doctor's side kicking in (laughs) you hit your you hit your head it probably is a pretty massive trauma and Mm -hmm. it's bleeding between the skull and the brain yeah. and um, it's beneath the dura that's the area that covers the brain and that can be very 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 traumatic to mm-hmm. the brain and and so if people don't know that's what it was yeah. um, and that's a big deal to come through and and be out on the other side so I, I I'm talking about this I know it's not Vanderpump rules not your normal Katie interview but I think people really need to understand how strong and how hard it was for you and how strong you had to be to get here yeah. so I want to congratulate you on that I well, think thank it's you great. so much yeah um, I want to talk about something fun. You, um, not that this isn't fun. I think it's so important, and I think mm-hmm. it's so valuable to understand that about you. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you got these lip glosses coming out, lip lipsticks. Lip yeah. So you're doing a, a lipstick line with Julie Hewitt coming up. She's yeah. a makeup artist. Tell me about that. How did that happen? Oh gosh. Um, well. Me and my partner, Jennifer, we had been working with this woman, Christina, mm-hmm. who uh, has done PR for a really long time with a lot of different makeup mm-hmm. brands, and she's was has been a great mentor and very knowledgeable and, and connected in the industry, and so we had been talking about wanting to do some kind of lipstick, because mm-hmm. our whole thing was the Pucker and Pout isn't going to be just a blog. We yeah. wanted to... You wanted to be a product. Branded as, yeah, brand. you know, lifestyle, so we're like, let's see how some products would do. Well, I wonder if our, you know, readers and viewers would uh, be interested 
interested in that. Mm-hmm. So we definitely wanted to partner with an expert, mm-hmm. someone who really knew their stuff and already had a great product out there. Mm-hmm. And so Christina introduced us to Julie Hewitt, who's been a makeup art- artist in the industry for ever a long time yeah and she has a real like kind of cult following with mm-hmm. her her lipsticks are amazing because we all know as lipsticks it's it, there's it's not just finding the right color it's the, the wear. pigment yeah and how it feels on your lips mm-hmm. and the the, the, wear. the yeah. wearability mm-hmm. and she i mean she was doing makeup for the movie Pearl Harbor and oh, wow. she was working in Hawaii and Texas so mm-hmm. you can imagine the humidity, humidity and how that would have an effect on makeup yeah. and so she was having a hard time with the pigments mm-hmm. and so she just started mixing her own formula mm-hmm. and then from there she's like I have a great formula here so let me create a line of lips and and so yeah we're going to be doing two, two lips. shades yeah so we, we got what are they called uh, one's called Pucker one's uh-huh. called Pell. that's great <laughs> I think you know always having like a nice like bright statement lip mm-hmm. and then also having a solid nude are yeah. really important it's always all keep you them in your purse so yeah. you can transition from day to night night yeah. to day and so we wanted to have I, I definitely took inspiration from all like my favorite mm-hmm. <laughs> lipsticks and what I liked about them mm-hmm. and kind of married all that into one mm-hmm. and um, it, the pigments on them are so amazing you don't need to even you don't need to layer it on there just That's one nice. nice thin layer uh-huh. the color will pop like mm-hmm. none other and it stays on because I the thing I love saying is like you want to eat and drink and I lick my lips a lot I do too yeah I do too so I, I want I I didn't want to have to think about yeah. that because I'm a, I'm considering I have a I'm pretty low maintenance anything mm-hmm. that requires like constant upkeep yeah. I'm like no thank you so <laughs> uh, so the, I mean these lipsticks are how exciting amazing and, and they feel so good and on. they're not like the, the everyone's doing these matte lips right now that kind of come on and they stay on and I was up I was so obsessed with that for a while then I realized wait I look like I have powder like they just start to flake and they get powdery yeah. and they just don't feel moist if you're not yeah you have to like prep your lips yeah. so you gotta exfoliate the more them. you wear the drier your lips get exactly yeah. because a lot of people don't understand with certain products they have so much drying agents in them and that's why matte matte lipsticks look the way they do mm-hmm. because they're a dry mm-hmm. <laughs> drying agent in there so I you can have like a matte cream mm-hmm. that still has that sort of like flat finish mm-hmm. maybe a tiny bit of sheen but not yeah. too more like a satin yeah and you'll have you'll be able to achieve that look but that's more realistic to wear when are these available and where uh, they are going to be launched on April 16th and um, they're gonna be sold mostly through uh, Julie's site mm-hmm. but you we're gonna have uh, you know We'll, we'll post the links and everything yeah. and p- we'll put it on Pucker and Pout. You can go to Pucker and Pout and there'll be a button that says click here to buy yeah. and it'll be, yeah. And I'm sure if they follow you on social media, they'll be able to figure out where to go from there. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm really excited to see the lips and, oh, yeah. and see what's coming of it. And oh, by the way, you're going to be doing your re- reunion for Vanderpump Rules, what, in April now? So yeah. watch her for that. And can you please tell everybody where your social media is so they can find you for all this fun stuff you've got coming up? Yeah. So um, mostly check me out on Twitter, yeah, and Twitter, Instagram. Twitter and it's, Instagram for both. It's at Music Kills Kate. Yeah, I'm really excited to have m- talked to you again after all this time oh, and really same. get to know you better. And thank you for sharing your story. And I'm going to be your first customer for your lipsticks. <gasps> Yay! I'm, I'm going to be up there and I'll buy it and I'll rock it for you and I'll post it. So thank, thank you, you for coming on. I can't wait to have you back on after we have another year of fun stuff to talk about. Oh yeah! Thank you so much. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.